Welcome to the Simply Equipped Podcast. My name is Greg Sizemore. This is my beautiful wife, Leilani Sizemore. We have the honor of being pastors at Creekside Church. Our goal with this podcast is super simple. We hope that you are inspired and equipped to love Jesus and live on mission. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to episode 43. This is part two of deep convictions that change and shape our lives. So here we are again, mate. Come on. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this... Leilani, Leilani told me I'm not allowed to sing <laughs> in this episode for just a tiny well, snippet listen, last listen, episode. Listen, listen, listen. You, you had one shot at I that. I did it twice. And then you did it two times. That's okay. Oh. Hey, if the spirit moves, I just <laughs> let it flow. So let it flow. Well, I just figure we give people a break. Come from... on. See, <laughs> this, is, this is crushing my soul. Let's just move on. What are we talking about today? <laughs> what are we singing about? Oh my, we're not. We're not. I already told you that. Okay, so last episode we talked about shaping our lives around deep convictions and not just random sur- goals. surface goals. Yeah. And I mean, here, like, let's be clear. Goals are usually not random. Sure. They're normally really good things that we are evaluating in our lives that we need to start and stop. And I'm not saying don't do goals. I have tons of goals because that's just my personality type. But what I am saying is if something is a deep conviction from the Lord, like some truth he's revealed to you, something that you know is going to shape and change who you are as a person And what we said was shape and change you as a person into being more like Jesus. Rightly viewing him. Rightly viewing him. Asking the spirit to reveal that to you. Those are the things that if we then set goals out of that deep conviction, number one, we're way more likely to stick to it rather than it being one of those new year's resolutions that everybody is so fearful that they're going to start out strong and then ease up and stop a couple of weeks into the year because they're not, they're not based on something outside of ourselves. Yeah. Like you said, last episode, which I thought was really, really good. A lot of times these are comparisons to other people. Um, there are things that we think we should do, but we're not really looking to the the spirit to ask, who do you want me to be? Yeah. It's not transformative. Yeah. Well, and one thing we didn't say last episode too. So when, when you begin to posture and listen, ask the Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus, make me more like him. What are some things I can align myself to? So then you're setting your goals out of that place. When the spirit does reveal those things to you, think about how much more likely not only will you then pursue it because it's a deep biblical spirit-led conviction, but then we have the promises that the spirit is the one that does the work for you. A thousand percent. So now we're getting into yeah. abiding in the spirit, walking in the spirit. When the revelation or when the goal or when the conviction was from him, well, now you know that it's God's desire Mm-hmm. for your life and then when you turn that over to him now all of a sudden you've got a supernatural power to empower you to actually do it yeah and so this episode we want to talk about kind of like practicalities okay so once we listen once the spirit reveals something to us reveals jesus we then say i want to be more like him here's the clear areas of my life where i'm not so holy spirit give me more of your you know conviction mm-hmm. there then 
let's talk about just the, well, what do you do? What are some practical things we can do to actually start taking steps? Because mm-hmm. when we say the spirit's going to do the work for you, that doesn't mean you're not a participant. Correct. Right. So let's maybe, yeah. is, that, is that where you want to go today? A thousand percent. And cool. this is my love language. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that like I love practical steps on how to order our lives so that we make space um, for the things that are most important to us. It's been something that I do professionally and in my spiritual life. um, You know, we call it spiritual disciplines, whatever the case may be. But even with that, in our world, if we're not careful, there is a million things that are expected of us either rightly or wrongly. And we have to evaluate what are the most important things and then be vigilant about sticking to that. That's the, that is the sacrificing the piece of I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make this the most important thing in my world. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Yeah. Just something that came to my mind. I don't know if this is helpful or or sidetracking, but when you want to make major changes, when the spirit convicts you and you're, you're going to start weeding things out. Cause that's the problem. Most of us are very busy, a lot of stress, Mm -hmm. a lot of things on our plate. And a lot of times this is, and we talk about this all the time, what do you have to get rid of? What do you have to say no to? Well, our last episode of the year, I think maybe last or second to last was, it's all about subtraction. Yeah. What do you need and, to take and, off? And I'm assuming yeah. we mentioned Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, great book by John Mark Comer, if you to want read. to read that, of ruthlessly eliminating things in your life that aren't feeding your soul that aren't conforming you to the image of Jesus, that are not value-driven of who you want to become. Mm-hmm. And that is just, man, that's a hard thing to do, it to, to so like hard. truly stop, evaluate. That that requires some emotional health. That yeah. requires some introspective you know, views. Are you self-aware? Do you even have values or convictions you know, that are driving you? So then coming up with those. But then the task... Or the hard work at that point is like, what do I say yes to? What do I say no to? Yeah. Right? And what do I ruthlessly eliminate from my life? Sometimes that's people mm-hmm. that you ruthlessly eliminate from your life. Sometimes that's a job or a career or a pursuit or an addiction or good on the list. Sports for Sports, your kids. yeah, like personal selfish goals versus godly goals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's just this, this whole... When you open that Pandora's box, if you will, and the spirit begins to reveal a lot, it's like, that's when the work really begins. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to posture, listen, and the Lord speak, but then what do we do? Yeah. So I would say you start by exactly what you just said. You open the Pandora's box of your personal calendar Yeah. and you say, okay, well, I'll give you an example. So I'll let's, let's actually talk about two real life examples that we've done recently. Yeah. Um, the first being Sabbath, um, we have kind of completely, we, we've practiced a version. Sabbish-ish. <laughs> so, so, Sabbish. Sabbish. That's a, that's a, yeah. a version <clears throat> of Sabbath for a lot of years, Yeah. but have not been, uh, <clears throat> what I would say is, uh, we have not guarded that day 
as we feel like we should. Yeah. Um, up until probably the last two or three months, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so what we did was if we were going to follow the conviction of our heart and say that we feel like God has a design for humanity, um, that he ordered in creation to say you work six days and on day seven you rest. If we believe that conviction to be true, what do we need to do in our week to reorder our lives so that we do no work on Saturdays? Only what is delightful and fun and worshipful and filling for our soul and nourishing to our soul. And so we completely realigned our lives to where we're not running errands and we're not doing anything. We're turning off our phones. We're, you know, and literally that sounds impossible. Yeah. And I would say before it felt impossible before we said, what do we need to do in order to make Sabbath happen? Yeah. And like you said, ruthlessly eliminated everything that would stand in the way of that. Yep. And man, that's hard. Yep. Because like a lot of listeners that you were talking to, we were these people for years, kids sports. Like if you're going to say Saturday is my only day to Sabbath, that has to go. Yep. Um, and then you feel like a bad parent and there's a whole list of things buried underneath what you're saying no to in order to say yes to the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But you just have to ask yourself if that is what God is asking of me, if that is his best design for humanity, do I want to say that my thoughts of what raising my kids should look like are better than that? Mm. Do I think that my kids are going to be better if I listen to God's way or my way? Mm. So like, those are hard. Those are deep, tough things that we're saying, if God puts a conviction on your heart, like, what do you have to do? Yeah. And we're not even saying like, if your kids play sports and you're committed to Saturdays that you're like in sin, that the question is, is if God asked you to put that on the altar, would you? Correct. I mean, that's really the the ultimate thing because when the spirit of God puts a conviction on you. If it's totally opposite of your personal desires or you're so committed to certain things, because sometimes it's a job. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in my own life, I had a radical, God told me to literally quit my job, sell everything and come and follow me. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, that was not in my plans. That was not on my calendar. That was not in my budget. That was not, you know, but, but if the Lord gives you a conviction are you willing to do whatever it takes? Correct. Believing, and this is where really faith comes in, believing that if God said it, that it's for my benefit and for his glory. Correct. Right? And so it really kind of tests our faith. Like these are these are tests of mm-hmm. do we believe this stuff? Yeah. You know? Is um, Jesus the whole pie? Yeah. Or is he a slice of it? Right. Right. And so these are things that we've we've had to like really wrestle through. And I would say even, uh, you know, God has definitely even deepened our thoughts on it in the last year or so. Um, because like I said, we were the people who burned our candle at both ends for sure. many years <clears throat> and following Jesus and doing all the things. But yeah. well, like, just, just side disclaimer there too, because I think, you know, we've got a lot of friends probably listening to this podcast that like 
they're on those fields on, on Saturdays. Yeah. We had a little bit of a luxury scenario mm-hmm. in the fact that our son got injured and stopped playing by his freshman year. I don't know He's, if that's luxury. Well, no, no, no I'm just <laughs> I, saying. I hear what you're saying. On, yeah. on this concepts of like, we have Saturdays off now. Yes. Like legit. Yes. Not because we sacrificed it on an altar or whatever, but, but we can talk about practical things that we have had to do. Yes. But, you know, then even Brielle, our daughter, decided to, to not play lacrosse mm-hmm. for a lot of these same reasons. Like this was a deep conviction on her. Correct. Was Well, I think that that's where it comes in. Like as a family, yeah, we started wrestling through a lot of these things that we had previously oriented our lives around. Yeah. And as we're learning these things about God together yeah. as a family, yeah. it led her to start questioning yeah. all the things that we've done our entire lives. And yeah. so... Yeah, yes, wanna, it's a luxury. Sure, yes, and, I, but, and I would love to brag on Brielle for a minute. Our, mm-hmm. our daughter, you know, she's she turned sixteen next week, and she's played lacrosse her entire life. And you know, really, she she wrestled through this. It was mm-hmm. one of those she loved it. It's where her community was. It was literally a huge part of her life, and then in turn, our lives because mm-hmm. we've been I've been coaching and we've been on the sidelines mm-hmm. doing doing the whole deal. But it really was like once she got into high school, you know, she made varsity swing, you know, her freshman year mm-hmm. and and was introduced to a culture that was just way more intense, way more commitment. You know, they they don't want you to sell your soul, but felt that way to her of like, you know, you've got to give 110 percent. And if this isn't your life, then this probably isn't for you. And she began to wrestle with and ask hard questions. Well, is this really my life? Mm-hmm. Is this the number one pursuit of my life? And and it almost became like an integrity thing of can I, with integrity, Stay. sign up for mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that I don't value it as much as you are telling me that I should value mm-hmm. it. And so then it just began this process of, like we said in the, the first part of this this series, was... She had a deep conviction mm-hmm. of this isn't my life. Right. Uh, I love it. I like it. It's my community. It's what I love to do. But this isn't my number one pursuit in life. Um, and man, to watch a 15-year-old discern the voice of the Lord and pray, like we had said in, in the mm-hmm. last episode, pray, God, what's your plan for my life? Right. And if you want me to give this up, I will. And it became clearer and clearer over months of, of praying, hey, this isn't for me. Right. Um, it makes me anxious and I'm stressed and I don't want to, it wasn't fun anymore and all that kind of stuff. And so she let it go, which was shocking, you know, to yeah, us. And, right. and so I said all that to say that that then now has allowed us to reorient our lives mm-hmm. around, okay, well, Fridays, then we're going to do everything we can. And, and, you know, it's almost like the old school Jewish mindset <laughs> of running like, around like we're running around crazy, getting the house clean, laundry done, getting all the chores done, like Friday, get it done so that we can have that Shabbat, you know, Sabbath meal Friday night. We light the candle, we pray blessings over our kids. And then Saturday, do not disturb on the phones, completely mm-hmm. checked out. And mm-hmm. it's just been beautiful. You know what God's been doing through right. that. So. Right. So maybe it's not that yeah. for you. And you don't need to reorient your life around that. But I would say, whatever it is, please know that there will be some sacrifice on your part. Um, I think a huge thing for both of us as we moved into 2024 has been prayer um, of just reorienting our life so that we could seek God more through prayer, just being closer to him, 
so that we hear his voice more clearly. It has just been like an overriding conviction, conviction, just God, like drawing us both saying, I want more of you. Um, and like, I have always had a good prayer life. I feel like my spiritual disciplines have always been, it's, you know, like I love it. Um, but this feels like an urgency that I haven't felt before. And so for me, like I have a super packed calendar most days. And so it doesn't, I can't just drop everything during the day. Well, that means that I have to get up earlier. Yeah. And that means that I have to be disciplined in the evenings to go to bed earlier so that I can get up earlier. And so it's ruthlessly saying no to some things because that is my first priority. God has said, I want more of you. And for me to do that, I have to be super vigilant yeah. during the week to get the yeah, rest of it. So you sacrifice, so you, get, yeah. you know, binge watching shows at night because you got to yep. go to bed early. You yep. sacrifice more sleep because we're alarms going off at 5 a.m. now because right. we want, you know, X amount of hours, you know, before we get started right. on our work day right? Um, to, to actually get it done. And so, you know, it's really just the pra- so practically what we're talking about is you have to look at your calendar. Yeah. You have to budget, and we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. time. You have to budget for what you prioritize, right? And so once you get those deep convictions, once you have the boldness and the Mm -hmm. faith to say, God, I'm going to trust you in this, then it's like, okay, what do I have to sacrifice? What do I have to eliminate? What what do I need to reorient as uh, however that costs me? Right. right. And I mean, if maybe it's, it's time, financially. It's yeah. money. It could yeah. be relationships. It could be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to be deeply convicted that God said it. And if he said it, it's better. Yeah. You know, and again, like, do you believe God's good? This is back to what we said in the first episode. If you if you rightly view God, that he's never going to ask you to do something that's not better for you, that it's yeah. going to, you know, enhance your relationship with him, relationship with others and, and so on. But then begin to budget, you know, Mm -hmm. your time. So I think calendar is a big one. You know, we talk about time, treasure, talent all the time. Are you, are you budgeting your time, budgeting your treasure to make sure that your life is in line, you know, with some of these convictions? Yeah. Yeah. And then your, then your talent, like what's the go and do piece of, of who you are as a human. And like you and I are having to rethink this now too, like the, the piece of God, Yes, we're laying the foundation and the framework for all kinds of future stuff, but who do you have us investing in right here and now? Who are the people in front of us that you would have us to give our time towards? So it's all of those thoughts that are the practical steps of wherever God is taking you, then just take an honest look at your calendar and ruthlessly say, what do I have to say no to in order to say yes to the big things of God? And then don't allow the whirlwind to suck, suck at it and pull it away. Um, and then I think it's just consistency too. So once you make space and begin to take small steps, and I think we, you know, we say this all the time too, it doesn't matter what we're urging people to do. It's always start small. Yes. Oh my goodness. Always start small. Yeah. Start taking like real practical steps where it's not Mm -hmm. like, you know, again, going from couch to marathon tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like make some easy, like wean into it and then just be consistent, continue to show up and continue to do that, continue to practice. I mean, 
Sabbath has not always been awesome or, yeah. you know, the, there's been, it's, it's a whirlwind sometimes, you know, yeah. but we're going to continue and, and we've already just seen the fruit of it. You yeah. Know, of and like, I would say, don't give up if you correct. fail at it. Oh, like hundred percent. We, I will all share this and be super vulnerable. When we first started Sabbathing, Greg and I would inevitably pick a fight with each other. Like yeah. every single Sabbath. Right. I do not know. Like it was like, it's why, like spiritual warfare. Well, like why, why do we even try this? Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how much I sang, <laughs> it didn't fix anything. Oh my goodness. But if we had given up on mm-hmm. what God was putting in front of us, just because we were faced with like, we're not good at this yet. Um, we would have missed out on a really beautiful conviction yeah. and a really beautiful thing that has been, I would say we're still early. We're still babies at oh, this, sure. 100%. like babies at figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. But I think we're committed to keeping, keeping trying. That's yeah. not what I wanted to say. Keep on trying. Keep on trying. That works. <laughs> that works. My words failed me for yeah. a minute. It's all good. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> yeah. I just don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. And, and I would say too, man, we've had seasons of life where we felt a deep conviction from God, but we didn't have very much space yeah. in our calendar. And yeah. so, um, don't, don't feel like if you don't have hours to devote to whatever it is that God is asking you to do that you might as well not even try. Yeah. Um, I, I think of like young moms listening to this or, you know, young dads or, um, you are in the thick of like the craziest season of life. And so don't be discouraged when you just have a few minutes to like, I don't think it takes hours. I think it takes a heart that is like crying out for God and, fully devoted to spending time with him yep. and becoming more like him. All he wants is your heart. Yep. It doesn't have to be hours laboring in prayer. It has to be just the, yeah, con- give me what you have. Yes. Just give me what you have. The widow's you know, might start, start, yeah. start somewhere, you know, absolutely. Maybe it's 15 minutes, get up 15 minutes earlier, sacrifice that, whatever. And, yes. You know, or watch one less episode of whatever you're binge watch, whatever it is, just like start small. Yeah, maybe it's just even space. committing to praying with your spouse every yes, single day. Like what it's a, huge. small, those small steps, do it in earnest, do it with a fervent heart yeah. saying, God, I want to be more like you. Yeah. And he honors that every single yeah. time. Just saying that line again. No. You, you just teed me up. You sure? Holy Spirit, maybe my Jesus. I promise I wouldn't. So we I are starting a completely new um, series, and I'm sing along, <laughs> sing along with size. That's what we'll call it. I was not teeing that up. Oh, gotcha. I don't know where you're going then. Well, okay, no, we're moving away from song. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe people like you singing. Right? Hey, I don't know. I mean, I like it. <laughs> we'll find so, out. That's right. That's right. If you want to hear more of Greg singing? Yeah, that's right. Hey, we'll see. Maybe views will double. I don't oh, know. Oh my goodness. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray us out. How's that? I'm gonna land the plane. Yeah. Any last <laughs> thoughts just on practicality? No, I just I I think it I it's not this is a not a like a I want this episode to end in an encouraging way. It was yeah. not like a I want you to be aware that convictions do take sacrifice. Yeah, they do, you, and you will have to g- probably give something up mm. in order to reorient your life around whatever God, wherever God is taking you. 
But I want to leave you with the encouragement that it is so much better. It's worth it. It's that's what I was going to say. Every yeah, time. Yeah. Sacrifice to the Lord is always worth it. Always worth it. And that's it. why I think it has to be a spirit led conviction too. Because yes. again, you know, make sure it's not a, a, a personal thing or just a preference thing, but like, God, give me that burning desire. Yep. And then he's going to empower you to do it. And if you'll surrender and walk in him, not only is it going to be done, but it's going to be better. Yeah. And it's absolutely. worth it. It's always worth it to always. sacrifice. So yep. yeah, pray us out. All right. Father, I love you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit conviction mm. that changes us. Thank you that you don't leave us where we are. Um, but that you're always calling us into something more, something more and better because we're more like you. Yes. I'm, I'm grateful for that. It's your kindness. It's your role as our father. So we just ask today, Father, that you open our eyes, you open our ears, you open our hearts so that we listen deeply for your voice and that we are willing to do whatever it takes to reorient our lives, to be focused on you and you alone. Help us to love you more every single day. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Hope you were inspired and equipped. Um, hey, make sure to follow us, like, share all the content with your friends. Um, you can reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. You can find us at creekside.church, and we hope to see you again soon.